Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Dig deep. Written by You Sure I'm Not a Robot. Alicia powered down the drill array. Even the hog he was driving, the heat shield could only take so much. Time for lunch. He kicked on the music, enjoying the sounds on the surface while waiting for everything to cool down. Silent for now, the great drills rattled the hog too much to listen to anything when at work. It was nearly six kilometers down, the exterior was over 200 degrees. The hog was 60 meters long, boring the ore carts and 10 meters in diameter on the face. It takes a while for the cooling systems to get a grip. He reckoned the shaft was about done. He was losing too many hours to the heat. Still, not his call. Then his calm lit up. Maybe this was the day. Unless you here, before you start, I had to shut it down. Get the shields upgraded before you start giving out. Or take it up with the union. Alicia, I don't know who's normally your supervisor, and I'll pass on your message, but this is security. I need you on the service right now. Leave the blades and the ore behind and get up here as soon as possible. We need your help. Alicia tried to work it out. Damping the blades was the last resort. The ore could wait, but the blades would fry anyone who could collect them. A very expensive last resort. The seismic forecast was solid clear, so not the shaft. None of his mine alerts had gone off, so not accidents on sight. That just left one other possibility. Ah, crap. One of the legacies of Earth was the long and dangerous history of mining. When we finally joined the great galaxy, we didn't know how rare that was. Most light worlds didn't need to battle deep for resources. And when they did, it was shallow, safe work for a good money. Once the species reached the asteroid belt, mining on planet was finished. Earth proved to be different. While many left to take their skills to space for a living, the many heavy elements of rare Earth and the planet's mantle continued to be useful. Another legacy of Earth's past was a commitment to rescue and recovery that had, to the astonishment of many species, spread with them to include anyone in trouble. If a call came, the humans would arrive. Sometimes all they did was bury the dead, but even that was more than most. It took Alesha nearly four hours to make it to the surface. All the way back, his mind had chewed through the possibilities. He came back to the same thing. If you were looking for a deep miner that had worked in space, had a history and recovery and rescue, and was available, the possibilities were exactly one. Him. When he kicked open the hatch, a group was standing around waiting for him. Some he recognized, ship boss, security, chief mining engineer, and the others. Two Xenos and a couple of off-dressed civilians. So where am I going, and who's in trouble? If his conclusion surprised anyone, it didn't show. Alicia took that as a confirmation. 
Mind you, short of arriving naked and painted blue, he wouldn't have expected to surprise the mining crew. Miners were all a bit on the strange side. One of the civilians stood forward. We need you. It's been cleared all the way up. You've been volunteered. Everything is classified until we hit space. Alesha looked at the guy, never lifting a damn thing in his life. Probably the only time he had ever dug a hole was to bury a goldfish. The suit was a lie. This guy was military. Nice to meet you too. Go frick yourself, sir. I'm strictly a civilian these days. You lot made that clear. I do rescue, not classified mole tech bullcrap. He turned to his shift boss. Dude, not cool. I thought this place was on the up and up. The shift boss looked uneasy. Sorry, Alesha. They won't tell me anything except that it is a rescue. Please. Since when a rescue is classified, what? You scream for help quietly or something? Bollocks. The other civilian looked around. Can you all leave us for a moment? I'll explain this to Mr. Alesha. Everyone else trooped back to the office. I'll keep it short. The reason it's classified is because one of us did it. A human engineer blew up a moon over an inhabited and subterranean world. We need to go and start digging. Holy frick, what? The suit nodded. Exactly. She was attacked by an unsupervised, but she did what she needed to be done. Regardless, we need to help, and frankly, need to be seen helping. The Xenos will fill you in on the planet. My job is to get you and your gear into space. Never mind my engineer. I think he got married in that suit. He feels badly that we're cleaning up after one of his own. He was given a couple of hours, grab him stuff, make calls. Anyone who knew him knew the drill. When the flare went out, that was it. It didn't take long. The Xenos were waiting for him at the spaceport. Their ship was, well, ordinary. He didn't want to be rude, but this looked like a public transport. When the Xenos introduced themselves, it didn't help. Thank you for aiding us. I am unfortunate one, and this is my colleague trapped above. We will describe our world to you, that you may understand. The face mask hid the creature's features, but he didn't detect any enthusiasm for his presence. We are diplomats from the planet Wendig. Alicia took a deep drink of beer, kindly supplied by the apologetic engineer. Frick, this was a mess. He was stuck on a Xeno ship. His gear took longer to load, was leaving on an Earth ship. They would arrive at roughly the same time. He needed the Xeno's information, so he was here. They were a barrel of laughs, this lot. Yes, their planet had been blown to crap. Yes, they had just survived a civil war. Yes, they hated space even more than he did. Still, cheer the frick up. The gloomy lighting and the silence were beginning to get him, and he had weeks to go. Finally, he just studied the maps. It took a while to understand the map that concentrated on soil type, stone composition, heat levels, and magma events. For a miner, this was a dream that he was going to steal and use as soon as he got home. Once you got past the here-be-dragons for everything above ground, this was all he needed. Clearly, what this planet needed was a highway, a new connection that could ignore existing historical highways and byways, one that punched ahead and let the first aid crews in behind him, doing all the rescue and repair. He showed his plan to the unfortunate one, 
It didn't go well. Once the shouting stopped, the Zeno explained that he was suggesting punching a hole through everything held sacred by his people. Churches, graveyards, and worse. I'm sure it does. I don't care. Announce at this holy freaking festival or something. This is my path. Otherwise, lots of your people die. I'm not here to knock crap over, but your moon fell down, remember? Blame that, not me. The atmosphere got even more welcoming after that. The endless trip finally arrived at the planet. The rescue and recovery station had been constructed on planet, ferrying the injured and waiting hospital ships. Recovery teams dug out the unfortunate dead and cleared the infrastructure. Small impacts were still making it through the satellite screen, hastily put into orbit, but most of the danger had passed. Alesha walked into the barely-controlled chaos that was R&R. He carried his plans with him in a long haul over here. He had developed a strategy that would access the largest number of inhabitants in the shortest time. He watched the Xeno diplomats scurry away from the ship, presumably to complain. They hated his plans. Tough crap. They weren't his problem. Millions cut off from supplies and medical help was more important than some fricked-up theology. He recognized the captain who'd flown out his gear. Damned if he could remember his name, though. Captain, I hope you had more pleasant trip than I had. Those Zenos are officially arseholes. Ah, yes. I forgot to mention that. I hope the beer might help. It did, for the first week. Did my gear arrive safely? Also, forgive me. I didn't get your name. I see our briefing materials as good as always. I'm Captain Middleton, out of the RR Hazard Junkie. Yes, everything is here. We are just waiting for you. Come on, I'll introduce you to the team. In a prefab building nearby, a coordination center was marked by hastily scrawled signs. Staffers from any race that could handle the atmosphere and gravity were moving quickly in and out. Alicia remembered that walk, that don't look like your running pace, designed by someone to prevent panic. Humanity sometimes had too much time on its hands, seeing humans running really triggered the Xenos for some reason. A short Xeno looked up at him, one of the feathery ones, a glib or a gloob, something like that. He'd check it out later. Minor Alicia, welcome. I am the coordinator. We have been waiting for you. I already have three complaints about you, one of which is from your own government. Alicia smiled. Let me guess, the church of whoever the frick these Xeno diplomats are in, and a complaint from the Human Xeno Relations Committee. Actually, two different churches, but yes, you were expecting this. Anytime a human pisses off a Xeno diplomat, the Xeno Relations Committee ensues a complaint, shows it to the offended party, and then files it in the shredder. Standard operating procedure, I'm afraid. The coordinator filed that disturbing information away. She had made several complaints in the past and received reassuring words from the HXTC. I hope you have brought us a suitable plan. We have reached our limit without better access. He nodded. You're not going to like it. You better get a big box if you're planning on keeping the complaints. Yeah. He cast his plans onto the screen. The planet is seen by miners and more people. This is where I need to go. Alicia's plan involved him slaving another drill to the hog and punching a jewel tunnel in a twisting path around the major habitations. 
Secondary trolls would breach the cities, allowing access the least amount of tunnel with the least amount of time for maximum effect. The provisional Windig government has approved. Quite a few signed it and asked for asylum. Please begin. With over 2,000 miles of tunnel to drill, he began his work. He planned for 100 kilometers per day, expecting 80 and allowed for 60. The RR as a junkie would ferry him and his gear over to the areas that didn't need him. His hog was waiting. The blades were set for clearance, not collection. The lasers would seal the wall and the cutting fields would obliterate the rock. Finally, behind the wheel again, Alicia pushed his machine. Chewing a paw through the limestone gave him speed, while the maps avoided anything too annoying. Behind him, the locals were making contact and R&R teams flowed in. Then, the problems began. It started with a few pot shots at the hazard and then an explosion at the RR center. Nothing important, but Alicia smelled a change in the air. It wasn't unknown for people to start blaming the rescuers, strangers, aliens, invaders. The locals needed someone to blame. He began making quite a few changes to his hogs. Normally, the laser heads were shielded from the cutting fields, preventing dust or particular technician. He took a couple hours to swap out a few parts in the reprogramming the laser gimbals, just in case. Final push to hit the 1K, then off to the other side of the planet. The rescuer teams were now backed by the government militia. His hog was unannounced and his maps were now classified. Still, the atmosphere had changed. The fanatics were back. Alicia was beginning to sympathize with the engineer that dropped a moon on them. The enemy was waiting as he brought the hogs to the surface. It was supposed to be a secret, and the hazard was supposed to be waiting. It wasn't. And, well, it wasn't. Missiles had struck his hog. Alicia cursed and grabbed the comms. Get me back up. I'm under fire on the surface. Where the frick are you, Hazard? His comm just buzzed at him. Frick! Time for some old-fashioned human frick you. He punched the program and pushed his machine down. They were quicker than they looked and stronger. His hog was rattling as more missiles struck. He's guesstimate that his attackers were maximum 1k out. He hit his seismic sensors. They showed launch points and three spots. He assumed that these subterranean frickers would follow him down. Fine. He had swapped out the bolts on the shielding panels with explosive ones. A quick command and they'd blow, falling away. Then he boosted the laser cutters, swinging the laser's head down to point straight ahead. A friendly engineer had added a few options, range-wise. Then he pulled the hogs ten meters down and swung them around, pointing right back at the entrance. He turned off the cutter shields and waited. The hog didn't have windows. It should be impossible to know which one of these lead and which one was a slave. He was gambling that they didn't know which was which. When the fanatics began descending, he sent a slave in a panicked-up run towards them, swerving about and firing its lasers wildly. The attackers focused on it, sending blast after blast into it. At the last minute, he powered into it with the side of the tunnel. Then he opened up lasers designed to melt rock and no problem with organics. The beams evaporated all of them, clearing the tunnel of anything that moved. Looked like they needed to buy some of that beer or nine. 
Finally, the comm started pinging. Alicia, come in. Alicia, report. Frick, come in, Alicia. This is the Hazard Junkie. Come in, Alicia. Hostiles on the way. Hazard Junkie, that is she here. Yeah, about those hostiles. He and Captain Middleton flew straight back to the rescue center. Once they had recovered the hogs, his slave drill was going to take a bit of work to repair. More beer required for the engineers. The captain desperately explained that someone had falsified the coordinates and sent him on a wild goose chase. Once he realized that he was beyond the range of the hogs, he had double-checked. The coordinator was waiting for them on the ground. All hell was breaking loose in the office, with people trying to track down the infiltrator. Welcome back, Minor Alicia. I'm glad that you're safe to its return. We failed you, I'm afraid. No worries, and I had my hog. I'm all good. A human ship is approaching. They wish to say that they are looking forward to seeing you again. Crap. He knew exactly who that was. Did they give you a name? The coordinator nodded. Yes, it's the R.R. Armstrong. They are known to you. Well, it isn't the R.R. Armstrong. It's the E.D. Armstrong. It's a human Miltech ship. A heavy. I used to serve on it. The coordinator was confused. I'm sorry. This is a human warship. I've never heard of a human warship. I don't think you had any. Yes, I know. Everyone is allowed to think that. We do, and one of them is on the way here. It's mostly a marine ship, or used to be. That's how I ended up on it. Anyway, looks like Earth is putting some boots on the ground. The first shuttle down had the newly appointed human ambassador to Wendig. Alesha recognized the man, not the suit, the retired admiral, for today anyway. Greetings, coordinator. I have been authorized to support your efforts. The security of your people and mine has become a concern. You will be enforcing a newly established Wendig security agreement, protecting the civilian population, apprehending war criminals, that sort of thing. As he spoke, hundreds of troops were landing behind him, full-bodied armored marine humans, not a sign many Xenos get to see. Well, not more than once. I'm sorry, Ambassador. I was unaware of such an agreement. Yes, well, we haven't told them about it yet. Consider yourself ahead of the news. The final cleanup was regarded as a perfect demonstration of human compassion. No one ever mentioned any attacks on the rescuers. The new highway eventually became a blessed event, and gratitude from the rescued pushed the society a little closer to the greater galaxy. The provisional government even rewrote a few lists of the dead to include the missing arseholes that had attacked him. Alicia was enjoying a well-earned beer on the hazard when he approached by a woman in a dirty grey engineering uniform. Her tag was scuffed, but it read as Ravel. Hi, heard you were down below clearing up the mess. How did it go? Slightly better than you'd expect from a bunch of angry lunatics. We got there. The crew was busy putting the place back together. Saw some pricked up stuff, though. You never want to sleep again. Go and have a look at the cathedral. You in a rescue crew? The woman looked at him for a long minute. No, I'm just passing through, visiting family. Nothing exciting is your job. Want another beer? I'm buying. End of chapter.
And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.